Well, well, well. Yesterday, I know I was waiting, you were waiting, but most people weren't surprised. Hillary Rodham Clinton has officially launched her presidential bid. This is her second presidential bid, and this was the Hillary Clinton campaign announcement from her video. Here's the audio from that video. I'm getting ready for a lot of things. A lot of things. It's spring, so we're starting to get the gardens ready, and my tomatoes are legendary here in my own neighborhood. (laughs) My daughter is about to start kindergarten next year, and so we're moving just so she can belong to a better school. Mi hermano y yo estamos empezando un primer negocio. After five years of raising my children, I am now going back to work. Every day we're trying to get more more ready and more prepared. The big boy, coming your way. (laughs) Right now I'm applying for jobs. It's a look into what the real world will look like after college. I'm getting married this summer to someone I really care about. I'm going to be in the play and I'm going to be in a fish costume. From little tiny fishes. I'm getting ready to retire soon. (laughs) Retirement means reinventing yourself in many ways. Well, we've been doing a lot of home renovations. But most importantly, we really just want to teach our dog to quit eating the trash. (laughs) And so we have high hopes for 2015 that that's going to (laughs) happen. I've started a new career recently. This is a fifth generation company, which means a, a, a lot to me. This country was founded on hard work, and it really feels good to be a part of that. I'm getting ready to do something, too. I'm running for president. Americans have fought their way back from tough economic times, but the deck is still stacked in favor of those at the top. Everyday Americans need a champion, and I want to be that champion. So you can do more than just get by. You can get ahead and stay ahead, because when families are strong, America is strong. (laughs) So I'm hitting the road to earn your vote, because it's your time. And I hope you'll join me on this journey. I know, I know I'm biased. I love her. I wanted her to run, and I'm excited she's going to run, and gonna, and, and I think she's going to win. I hope she's going to win. I think she's going to win the Democratic nomination. That aside, I honestly think it was a very, very well-made video. And the reason I felt it was a bit well-made is with the Clintons, it's all about Hillary and Bill. And this video was all about us, we the people. And the thing that I loved about it as well is rather than her coming out and going, I'm going to fight for the middle class, it was so different. It had such a different tone. It had a neighborhood feel, had a warmth about her, and she was like, you know, announcing to me, like, and I'm running for president. Like, you know, you're, you're going to train your dog, you're going to do your garden, and I'm running for president. Like, I'm one of you, and I'm going to run for president to help all of you do that. So the message is clear that it is about the middle class, which will make Elizabeth Warren very happy. Um, but I thought it was great because it put we the voter out in front and center and not Hillary. Before I talk more about this, you hear some more audio. I ask you some questions. I wanted to get my team's take on this, and they do not get raises based on how much they like my candidate, believe it or not. We've had people that we had voted for Mitt Romney in the past. Of course, they no longer work for us. No, I'm just joking. 
<laughs> and others. But uh, Marky Mark Romaldi, you I was a Hillary gal. You were an Obama guy. I ended up being an Obama gal as well, um, obviously, when Hillary wasn't there. Um, right now, she seems to be the only Democratic, uh, you know, uh, contender. Uh, but I did want your take as a guy and one of those young guys that she's looking to get the vote of um, on the uh, on the video. What did you think of it, honestly? I really liked it. Um, you, for some of the reasons you mentioned was the number one thing was it wasn't all about her. And it was interesting having listened to, um, you know, a very veteran uh, political strategist and Brad Bannon Friday talk about what he was expecting, that they were going to do it um, by video and make it more low key and make it about the voters. And, you know, that kind of planted the seed as to what to expect. But I really still didn't know until I saw the video. And the first thing actually I said to Andrew, I didn't see it until today, was um, like, where, where's Hillary in this, you know? And then, but I was like waiting for her. But then in the meantime, I was listening to all these stories. And then that connected with me because it was, I know it sounds cheesy or whatever, but it was things that like I'm going through and I'm doing, but she wasn't just like showing like some of the GOP ads, they'll like show like everyday Americans and they'll be like, and that's why I'm running. And you know, that's why I'm fighting for, you know, tax breaks for corporations that are going to give you jobs. And it's not that like her whole thing was, you know, I want to run for president basically to create better economic opportunities for you and give you economic security. I think she said, instead of having to live paycheck to paycheck um, to basically get ahead. Um, So those were some things that, you know, kind of stood out to me and um, I was very impressed by it. And then when she did come in at the end, I agree with you. It had a very like neighborhood feel, all the things that people say they don't like Hillary because of, I didn't get any of that in the video. Um, so I, I I thought it was as good as I could have expected. I had actually exceeded my expectations, I would say, and that's you know being completely. I, I was at first I was so upset when I heard they were just going to do a video, social media, these little tours. I thought I want the big splash, the big party, but you know what? They knew better than me because I thought this was a better way to go. Andrew, do you want to give uh, your two cents on this, buddy? Um, you and I don't talk politics all the time, Absolutely. so we'll g- I get to hear your take a little bit. Who, who think, by the way, who was you? Who did you vote uh, root for last time around before there was a nominee? I in the, fact voted for President Obama. You did. Uh, so and that you, was my first presidential election, as a matter of fact. It was. See, we got youth here. On the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, and I I think Mark Romaldi hit it on the head. You know, I, I thought it was a very humble video. And um, I like that she didn't really come in until uh, the last 20 seconds. I also think taking the van to Iowa was pretty cool. <laughs> so overall, I like it. Everybody likes the Scooby van. The question yeah. is, will it be Scooby snacks, right? <laughs> that's, uh, that's that has uh, yet to be determined. That's all my kids would want to know. Are there snacks? Is it snacks? Is it time for snacks? <laughs> snacks, snacks, snacks? I thought it was a very good video, very, very well put together. I think so as well. Well, the, one of the questions now is that she's going to run. Will she get the nomination? A lot of people think that she will. It'll be uncontested. Um, and uh, guys, I can still hear you. Love you. Shut that off. Uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton uh, did put an, months of uh, you know speculation to end yesterday by officially announcing her candidacy for president. Um, she is the first first lady to ever have been elected to the U.S. Senate uh, and be um, uh, appointed as Secretary of State. And she's giving it another shot at cracking the highest glass ceiling in American politics. Now, the initial word came down in an email to supporters from John Podesta. He's a longtime Clinton ally. And then that video that we played you the audio of was launched on YouTube. There was also a newly minted Facebook page. Um, You heard her there. The video was actually just shot last week. They did it, uh, you know, uh, very late. It was partly shot in New York, the rest of it in Iowa. 
and in New Hampshire. Uh, she was at her home in New York when it was launched. She's going to be making some calls to uh, – she made some calls to top Democrats yesterday, as will her senior staff, and then set out a press release detailing her next steps. Um, they said, quote, she's committed to spending the next six to eight weeks in a ramp-up period where her team will start to build a nationwide grassroots organization. She's going to spend her time engaging directly with voters because she does better one-on-one, as we've discussed before. And in May, once her supporters in all 50 states are organized for house parties or to watch over live streams, she will then hold her first rally and deliver the speech to kick off her campaign. So, see, she's doing it very differently than anybody's done before, Democrat or Republican. But by the way, why shouldn't we say that? We've never had a former first lady run for president. We've never had a former first lady who was the first to be elected to the Senate, you know, uh, run for president. And, um, you know, quite frankly, we've never seen anybody with these type of numbers this early in the game. And of course, it is early in the game. She's going to uh, travel to uh, Monticello, Iowa, uh, tomorrow, she will head to Norwalk the day after, according to a campaign aide. Now, this is her second presidential run. This is also another chapter in her life. Um, she was raised in a very conservative Christian Methodist home outside of Chicago. She became one of and is one of the most recognizable women in the world. She became a household name when her president, uh, then husband, Bill Clinton, won in 1992 as president. And since then, she certainly has become a force in her own right. She served the Senate for eight years. She unsuccessfully ran for president in 08. She led the State Department from 2009 to 2013. But her campaign in the months ahead are going to plot how to reintroduce her, Hillary Clinton, the former first lady, but on her own terms to the American people. I mean, Democrats who are close to her have started to call her the most unknown famous person in the world. And their argument is that people know of Clinton. I mean, she has that 100% nearly name recognition in most polls, but they don't know her. They know her associated with Bill. They know her as Secretary of State. They know her as Senator. They know her as somebody who was defeated against uh, Barack Obama running for president. But they don't know her, the woman, the wife, the mother, the American. So using the small controlled events with everyday people, the campaign will hone in on her personal story. They're going to use themes as her Midwestern upbringing, her mother's persevering, the perseverance in the face of neglectful parents, and the time that she had raising her own daughter. And they want to cast her as a presidential hopeful in a more favorable and softer light than she was seeing much of her 2008 presidential run. You know, I posted the other day, and I said on Kelly File on Friday night, that she has to have a, a there's a line between Margaret Thatcher and, and, you know, warm and friendly. And, you know, people said, don't insult Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, she ain't. But quite frankly, that's what they said about her in 08. They said that she came off as a Margaret Thatcher, and they wanted to see the kinder, warmer, softer, sensitive side of Hillary. So they're going to give that, but they can't take away from the strengths. Yeah, she's a very strong woman, but like I said, there is a warmth that comes across in person that we really don't. I don't see the woman I met in person is nothing like the woman you see Diane Sawyer interviewing uh, regarding uh, when her you know book tour uh, came up. And of course, other things will come up. Will her, president, uh, her uh, former president husband be there? And I hope nobody's going to ask her questions about Monica Lewinsky. And if so, I hope she says... Um, I would say something like, never heard of her. <laughs> that's me. But, um, you know, I would say something like, you know what, she's, that, that's a part of the past. And that's a part of my personal past with my husband. 
um, you know, she's moved on with her life. My husband and I have, a, you know, a strong marriage. It's very personal, you know, and, and do it in, you know, a warm, uh, engaging manner. Uh, so I have some questions for you that I want to ask now that she has announced. Uh, one, her presidential campaign is going to center on boosting economic security for the middle class and also expanding opportunities for working families. Now, these are high priorities for most Americans, but I want to know where do they rank for you? Where does boosting economic security for the middle class and expanding opportunities for working families rank for you? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And what do you think should be done, can be done, and that she should even do to achieve these two goals? What should be done by whoever is the next president to achieve these two goals, in your opinion? Honestly, people say she's going to go unchallenged. Do you agree or do you think there will be a Democratic challenger? And if so, who do you think it's going to be? And who, looking over the GOP field, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Marco Rubio, all announced so far, Scott Walker, Jeb Bush probably will announce, and Chris Christie. Of that group, those who have announced and those who are looking to possibly announce, who is Hillary's toughest opponent on the GOP side? Which guy is Hillary's toughest opponent? Well, Hillary Clinton wants you to come with her. More so, she wants you to vote for her. We're talking about Hillary Clinton. Why haven't we had a female president? Is it about time? And can America move past their sexism in the past? 8886-LESLIE. Would you vote for her? 8886-LESLIE. And lots of other questions we have for you. Uh, let's go uh, to the calls. And we started out with, uh, let's start it out with Fred in Florida, line two. Hey, Fred, good afternoon. I'm sorry, this is Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have a new reset. Sorry. Let's uh, do that again. Paul in Washington, line two. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Okay. Am I on now? Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Leslie, I think the criticism of Hillary Clinton almost entirely is, well, you can, from the right, I don't, I don't, there's nothing I wouldn't put past them. But on the progressive side, I think it's all nonsense. I think it's complete nonsense. And the one thing that really got me when you were talking about, do we need to see a warmer, fuzzier Hillary Clinton? I mean, you know, the comparison is she's she's another Margaret Thatcher. Um, that that right there is that's straight out of the sexist uh, playbook. You wouldn't ask that. Are you going to ask for a warmer, fuzzier Ted Cruz or a warmer, fuzzier Rand Paul or? Oh, Marco no, Ruby. no, no, I would. I would. I don't mean it sexist at all. What I mean is a lot of people in 2000, in, in the last election that she ran, the first time around, um, felt that she was very strong, but that there wasn't a lot of warmth and relatability. Remember when you look back at George Bush, W. Bush, when he debated John Kerry, three debates in a row, Kerry kicked his ass. Kerry was yeah. smarter. Kerry had more experience. And at the end of the day, even people who didn't like Kerry and weren't going to vote for him, uh, even Republicans said John Kerry won that debate over and over and over, three times mm-hmm. in a row. But then when they were asked, who are you going to vote for? George, why? I liked him better. I could I li- sit down I'd and have, like a have a beer with him. Yes, okay. But you see, for. Hang on, Paul. Hang on. I got to take a break. That's our short segment. Don't go away. Coming right back to you. Don't Not hanging up on you. Not cutting you off. Got to take a break. Don't go away. If you're holding, hang on, coming to your calls. If not, get in line. When we finish with a call, you're cute to call through coming up right after this. Hey there, America. I'm Leslie Marshall. How you doing? Happy Monday. Back to your calls. Talking Hillary Clinton's announcement yesterday. What you thought of it? Would you vote for her? What you think of her as a candidate? Whether she'll be challenged or not? And why has it taken it this long? Uh, has it taken this long? Will it take to possibly 2016 to have a female as president in this country? Let's go back to Paul in Washington, line two. Paul, thanks for holding. 
Okay, hi Leslie. Let me let me finish off with my my point. What you were talking about, George W. Bush saying, uh, you know, he came across as a likable guy that you, people would want to have a beer with. This is where I'm going with. This is the double standard. You see, when a woman comes off like somebody you like who want to have a beer with, she's weak. See, the double standard has always been when a uh, when a woman is assertive or when a man's assertive, he's tough. When a woman's assertive, she's a bitch. When a when a man is gentle, he's likable. When a woman is gentle, she's weak. You see, that's the problem already. With and, and oh, I don't I don't disagree with that, but I don't mean it certainly in in the way that you're portraying. Although I get you, um, I'm not saying that she need uh, oh she's being too strong. I I just feel she needs to show how relatable she is that I have seen myself that I don't think the masses see when she's on national television. Leslie, well, this oh, is okay. Mark, the producer. Paul, I, I think you make a good point. So I want to ask Leslie, you, you've you know dealt with this going on national television, yep. and you've been scrutinized. When you are caught, in, and I've talked to you about this off air, I think Paul makes a very good point. You always say, you know, I want to come off strong but not too strong because then people – I don't usually say the word, but Paul's right. People, they, they mutter under their breath, but they say, oh, she sounds like a bitch. Right. When a guy does that, it's like, oh, look at the power he's projecting. I mean, how do you – Yeah, a, man, you, a man's aggressive. A woman's a bitch if she's aggressive. I mean, he's so, I didn't even – he's so right. So how, how do you address that? I mean, is that a generational thing, you guys, or what do you think? Well, I, th- I think – You know, a lot of it, personally, I think a lot of it is in how we raise our children, especially our sons, Um, you know, one. Very true. um, Because we have to change. I was just reading, actually, about a guy, I asked Andrew to book, about a guy that says, no, boys will not be boys. We need to change that. Oh, boys will be boys. You know, you know, why, why is it that it's expected that, you know, my son is more violent than my daughter? Yet it is. You know, it's more acceptable. Paul? Well, yeah, you know, Leslie, I I might be a few years older than you. I I was... (laughs) My freshman year at college, I was the only guy in a women's studies class where we were reading, you know, Betty Friedan's Feminine Mystique. I read Glorious Diamond and Mary Daly and Sylvia Plath and Camille Polly. I mean, that was – and so, you know, I take that – I take that – and I was – by the way, I, I was – I had no idea, but I was, I was wondering, what is the complaint? It was – I only got – became aware of it from that course and those women who were in that course as to what women really feel like. And I see it going on. It's actually gotten worse. You talk about racism has gotten worse in the last 40 years. Sexism has gotten worse again. It really has. Look at what's going on with women's reproductive rights. And that goes on because, first of all, the women's movement, such as it was back in the day 40 years ago, it's over. And there's nobody who's stepped up to fill in those shoes. We don't have any young writers. All of these women, Betty Friedan, uh, I think she's died 10 or 12 years ago. Gloria Steinem's in her 80s. Mary Daly's 85. All these, those women are not writing now, and we don't have a new generation of women to project toughness. And so when you got somebody like Hillary Clinton, who's really, I mean, she's a, uh, she's a, uh, she's the only one out there. And, and let me ask you this. How about somebody, is somebody like Carly Fioroni or whatever that woman's name is, is she the warm and fuzzy type we want who gets on the Sunday shows and tells us? You're really upset about warm and fuzzy. Change it to relatable. I think think you need, if you're going to run for president, whether you're male or female, whether you're Democrat or Republican, regardless of your age, regardless of your experience, you need to be relatable. And it's not just what I think. It's actually what exit polls show. And and I don't think she's not relatable. I don't find her to be somehow. uh, In fact, I I brought up Carly. What is her name? Fiorini. Fiorina. Fiorina. Yeah. Fiorina. Fiorini, the San Francisco treat. Um, (laughs) 
if you want to know somebody who comes across like somebody who's unreliable and, frankly, a bitch, she is. She's nothing like Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is yeah. It's Carly. It's Carly Fiorina. Um, and it, yeah, but see, but see, you're doing that too. You're call, you, okay, Paul. Sorry, got to turn the mirror on you. Would you ever refer to Jeb Bush as a bitch? No, I'd refer him as an a hole. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're doing the gender or thing the, too. I don't even know if we can say this on the air, so I won't. But the the four letter D word for a guy like that guy's a yeah. yeah. That's what I, I would I think. Of, but but you know what? That's a, nick, a nickname too. for Richard, another name for Janet. But you know what? That's true. I would never call a woman a D word. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just. So I think that's not necessarily as sexist. But you know, it's very it interesting. Is, it is sexist, but I mean, it depends. It doesn't mean the person saying it is sexist. No, but well, I'm, I'm, let me just finish my point. And Paul, here. let me but, ask though. Paul, Mark, you're a let teacher. Him fi- let him finish it. Let him finish. Oh, his I was point. just saying, Paul, you're a teacher, weren't you? Yeah. So you saw this socialization, like Leslie talked about, with the boys and the girls. I'm assuming as a teacher. Really? That was just an interesting point, I thought, because you yeah, saw it yeah. through there. Well, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton had really, it, so much has been, she hasn't even started her campaign yet. And I, like I said, I expect every manner of, of criticism to come from the Republican and the right wing. But I don't think it serves the progressive, uh, the progressive side of things to immediately jump on. So far, the only person who's announced. And we might want to see Elizabeth Warren. We might want to see Bernie What do you mean, Sanders jump on? Who is jumping on her? I'm very happy. I've been waiting for her to run. I'm not saying you, Leslie. Well, I'm a progressive. What are the okay, progressive? I, well, I don't think. That... What progressives are jumping on her? I haven't uh, seen that at all. The progressive environment is that, oh, she's a hot. Well, you're not saying. You don't think she's a hot. Well, there are people you? in the progressive. You know what? Not all of us progressives think the same, Paul. There are people out there that don't want her to run, that prefer Elizabeth Warren. There are people out there that feel that she's too much of a centrist and a moderate. There are people that do want new names. There there are people that are Bernie Sanders or, like I said, Elizabeth Warren fans. But um, Leslie, what I'm asking you, what I'm asking you then, is that when you say she's a hawk, is that you saying that, or is that you observing the progressive? Thing? I didn't say she's a hawk. I said there are some Republicans I have spoken to, which were my words, Paul, right. that don't like the Republican field and might vote for her because they view her as more of a moderate. Uh, liberal and more of a hawk, and, and there are and there are progressives who call her a hawk, and that's what they don't like about her. Correct. And so we're getting this. Re, we're getting this. But that's not reaction. a sexist term because John McCain is referred to as a maverick and a hawk all the time. Okay, but that's that's fine for the right. But what I'm saying is on the left, on the on the progressive side, so to speak, what I'm seeing is this overreaction because people like uh, Allison Lundgren Grimes ran a terrible campaign campaign in 2014 as Republican light, and so they don't want anybody. And I'm saying you don't have to be frank. Franklin Roosevelt, for God, God's sake. Well, I, I hear you, Paul, but I think you're. I think. I, I think you know. I, I hear you. I hear your passion. I hear you're angry, but I also think you've got to be grounded in reality. And the reality is, a, we're not all going to think alike. B, you know, I didn't like Barack Obama, but when push comes to shove, and you get somebody standing on that platform, most of the Democrats are going to rally around that person. Final question for you, then, Leslie. You didn't support Barack Obama. You supported Hillary Clinton in 2008. Correct. And I thought of this. Do you think if Hillary Clinton would have won the president, the, uh, the nomination and the election in 2008 that we'd have had the kind of uh, the resistance from the Republican Party to her presidency than we got, that we got from Barack Obama? I don't think we would have. I think we would have to a degree, but maybe not. First of all, there's gender, not race, which does play in because you've got a lot of good old boys there on the right that are in D.C. in those elected positions, especially from those deep red uh, states. Um, one. Two. I do think, and, 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 and sorry, you ask my opinion, I think that Hillary had more experience and had more of a relationship with congressional members than Barack Obama. I agree. Okay, having been former first lady. 
um, yep. and you know, for eight years, having uh, been a senator and just having been around. And perhaps um, so. So if she had been president, I think that she would have been able to work. I think she would have been able to obtain more cooperation from Republicans than Barack Obama right. has. And a better understanding of the office, which I think it, it, t- it would have taken her less time to actually learn the office than it did for President Correct. Obama. And I think she also had a, had a better understanding, a very different way to handle uh, foreign policy, which many progressives may not have liked, but would have been more moderate and centrist and more appealing to Republicans. So I think she would have had more cooperation from Republicans. I agree, and that's why I – And, I have, I, and I, Mark Levine has said on the air that – uh, you know, if if he had a crystal, if he had to go back, he might have voted for Hillary because he thinks that she would have made uh, better choices, perhaps with regard to foreign policy. And I, I, I have to, I have to say the same thing. I think I, if I had to go back, I agree with what you said. Well, you have a chance now. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm, that's why I'm on her side. You see. But I have to say, even on Fox, there was, a, and Mark watched this, right? There was a Republican I was debating, mm-hmm. and he would not say he would not vote for her. Oh. And and I'm that I'm just seeing that, hearing that, you know. I even see, but I even see right now my Twitter page, Democrats like I'm gonna stay home because there are people that there are people that just don't like her. That's how it happens. Paul, always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go next to Zed in Atlanta, line one. Hey Zed, how you doing? Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to you too. So, what's your take on this, Zed, uh, on Hillary? What's your opinion? Uh, I mean, my my view is that, you know, elections are kind of like, um, you know, markets. When you go to the supermarket, you want a lot of choices, right? And uh, we say that we get the best price and the best quality if we have a ton of choices and they can compete with each other, right, to, to serve us, which are the, the consumers. So that's how I view elections. And I'd be happy to see a lot more people get in on the Democratic side, Republican side, you know, whatever. And then we can have them hash it out in things called debates where they try to get the best positions and court the most voters. And then we'll We'll see what happens. So I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit too early. Well, I know. I hear you. Some people say it hurts the pro- – I hear you. Some people say it hurts the process to have one. But let me ask you this, hypothetically, right? Um, aren't you, in a, in a sense, while the other – if you're a Democrat, which I am, okay? So if you just have Hillary on the left as an example, okay, because she's the only one who's thrown her hat into the ring thus far. And if you have all these people fighting on the right, um, don't we, in a sense, those of us on the left, have a clearer path – and less obstacles and, you know, an advantage because we're a couple of steps ahead of the other guys who are fighting and fighting and fighting because, you know, and doesn't it, you know, unite that party or supporters of that candidate much earlier on in the process than those who have so many that are fighting for in the field for that one position? I think, you know, it- I think it's possible that would happen in some circumstances. I mean, it's po- I mean, one example that's been raised is the uh, Kennedy versus Jimmy Carter race. But, you know, that was a little bit of a special case because Carter was already president and Kennedy was kind of, you know, trying to unseat a sitting president when Democrats didn't even want a primary, right? right. Um, but I think if you look at the case of, for example, 2008, I think it made them stronger. I think the fact that the Democrats had a chance to vent their anger at the Iraq war by defeating Hillary in that election – um, actually gave everyone a chance to say, hey, we were part of the process. We didn't just have a nominee, and we some of us had some misgivings. Some of us, you know, didn't have a chance to run our nominee. So I think people who were for Hillary or for or for Obama had a chance to fight that out, and it was pretty ugly, and I think... Yeah, but at the same time, that. Hillary has no control over other people running or not. She put her hat in the ring. Other people sure. can. She doesn't have a gun to anybody's head saying, don't run. It's my... It's, you know, don't no, run around. That, that's absolutely true, but I'm just saying I think it, it would be positive for other people to run as well, and I think a, lot, okay. a, a number are considering. 
Yeah, I think. Well, no, I, th- I think there are people considering, but I also think, you know, you know, why would you waste your time? At, you know, it's very stressful, and it's very stressful not just on the individual, but on their family, their staff. You know, sure. like, for example, if I ever ran for office, I'm not going to run unless I have a damn good chance of winning. I'm going to be very honest with you because I don't like losing. <laughs> okay, well, and I, um, but you know well, what I mean. I a, like a challenge, but I, I don't want to waste that much time, money, energy, and put that much stress on myself, my family, and my staff. Sure. I mean, I mean, there's, well, there's two motivations. One is that you know, you someone has to be the vice presidential nominee, right? Correct. Um, and that's actually traditionally a pretty good way to get the nominee spot or another cabinet position is by running um, in the election. And the other is that you're just someone who firmly believes that you are sort of in a position to do something that other candidates aren't going to do. And I think this is part of what animates Bernie Sanders. I mean, this is a guy who has done long shot races his entire career. He's probably lost more races than he won. But yeah, but Senator Sanders has said, yeah, right. Zeb, Zeb, Senator Sanders, who I love, has been on this program many times, and we, and we love him. He's a supporter of the show, and we support him. And he has, you know, said, "Look, I'm, I'm gonna. I realize I'm in a tough position because I'm not going to take corporate money. And if I can't do this without taking corporate money, then I'm not going to do it. And it's not looking very good for him to do it with those ideals. Does that mean?" Uh, you know, I, I have the greatest admiration and respect for him. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't have a shot at this based on those ideals, he's not going to run any sets on himself. No, he, he, he's in If you know him and I've, you know, I've attended events with him. I've, you know, yes, yes. I, do, I do know Senator he's, Sanders. He's an extremely honest guy. He tells you what he's on his mind. Exactly. He, he has said, he has said that if he feels like he can't get this before, he won't run. But we don't know that yet. He hasn't said yes and he hasn't said no. Right. So I think. You know, it, no, but I, but I, there is a, re, there is a reality. If you have the type of money that a Clinton and a Bush can raise, quite frankly, even with corporate money, people like a Biden may not be able to even get into the game. Sure. It's unfortunate with rulings by the Supreme Court, not one but two, that it has made it more difficult for grassroots efforts uh, and candidates uh, to win. And also, even though he's an independent. Um, he has even said he will not be. He said it on this show. Mark, Andrew, you remember my crew. He will not be, um, you know, he's not going to, you know, uh, split the vote. He's not going to be the Ralph Nader of this election. Yeah, and he, he has a, you know, he, he still has two paths, though. One would be the primary route. He would have to join the Democratic Party. The other path is actually you can avoid being a spoiler and you can play an impact by not putting your name on, in swing state ballots, right? He would run hard in Texas and New York, but he wouldn't run at all in Florida. He'd even say – Yeah, but Zed, you know ballot. what? I love him, and he's not going to win. And I don't know about you. My husband went for the first time to horse races for a bachelor party on uh, on Saturday, right? And he's not a gambler, but – you know, he, he bet on the guy that had the most information and said, horse number seven is going to win. My husband put three bucks down. He won 60. Of course, I'm like, why didn't you put 50? Um, you know, at the end of the day, I want who's going to win. I wanted Hillary. I voted for her. She did not get the nomination. Barack Obama did. And I voted for him because I felt he was a better candidate over his opponent uh, both times. And I'm a Democrat. And I don't just vote for a Democrat because they're a Democrat. But I don't want... You know, oh, we want this person because this person best represents our ideals, but they have no way in hell uh, to to beat the Republican. No, I don't want that. I want somebody who's well, going to win the seat. I want my candidate to be in the Oval Office, not well, not to be know, on the talk show circuit, that, um, write a great book. Andrew's actually got more votes than Howard Dean every year that he ran when they were both on the ballot in Vermont. 
I think Sanders has a lot more appeal outside the Democratic Party. He but he hasn't I'm announced he's going to run, so why don't you call him, Zed, I'm and ask him to run? We've asked Sanders him on the show if he's going to run, and he has said he doesn't he doesn't know if he's going to run yet. My bet would be he's not going to run. Fair point. Fair point. All right. Thanks. I appreciate the call. Like, you know, I, I, I love like, you know, people will do that with me. I have friends of, my, friends of mine that. Well, I think Elizabeth Warren's better than Hillary. And it's like, yeah, but she's not going to run. <laughs> okay? She's not going to run. And if she runs and she wins the Democratic nomination, can she win the general election? What you want, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, is can your candidate win a nomination and can they win a general election? And you have to be a realist about that. And that was one of the reasons I didn't vote for Barack Obama. Because I didn't think he could win the general election because I thought everybody was more racist in this country than they apparently are. So you all proved me wrong, and I'm glad. We'll be back. Neo, me, oh my. Time is just flying. Let's get to Z Calls, and we go to line three with Keith in Georgia. Hi, Keith. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Good, Keith. How are you? Um, now, would you vote for Hillary? Um, if she was the only Democrat, yes. Okay. What other Democrat would you like to see throw their hat in the ring? Who, who do you like? Well, Bernie. Okay. Uh, Bernie for one. Um, Miss Elizabeth for two. Okay. So if Elizabeth Warren, um, you know, Senator Warren and Senator Sanders, you know, were to run, you'd vote for, you know, one of them. But would, yeah. based on numbers, Hillary's still going to get that nomination, so you'd give her your vote in the general election. Yes, here's the uh, here's the thing, um, you know, like them or dislike them, we as Democrats can't stick together. Okay, and what I mean by that is, you know, you air your opinions on public TV, giving Republicans more ammunition. Uh, we have a senator here in Georgia, David Scott. That did that over a year ago with the um, in regards to the veterans and their health care. Right. He felt that President Obama wasn't doing enough. Right. I feel like this. If you got a grievance, you know, and you're like on a team, you want to add that grievance in private. You don't want the enemy to get to it and try to use it. Okay. That's what I mean by sticking together. At least the Republicans do, they, they do do that. They stick together. Okay, we tend to fall apart. That's just the, that's just the way it is. But um, I saw your tweet um, almost 46 minutes ago, right? You have a tweet and you asked, is America too sexist to have our first female president? Yes. I would say America, no. Republicans, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and you ask, or have we overcome much of the adversity that exists over 40 years ago? I would say yeah. Okay. All right. I am out of time, but thank you for calling, Keith. I think it's the first time you called. Thank you for bringing your virginity with me on this Monday, and I hope you'll call back again. We're going to take a break. Uh, not a break. We're going to take a break for today, till tonight, through tonight, till tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will as well. Um, I am not on TV tomorrow, just on radio right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you to my crew, Mark and Andrew. Yeah, what are your names, Mark and Andrew? I'm Leslie Marshall. How to show up with Coca-Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. 
do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. 